you're on a new path and one you didn't expect to travel. And it's definitely a road less traveled. It's the one without kids. My name is Sherry Johnson and I'm on it too. No matter how you got here, through pregnancy loss, infertility, maybe just never finding the right partner, the loneliness and the lack is the same. The triggers, they're universal. That feeling of inadequacy in a world so focused on motherhood is what we all feel. And it all boils down to our sense of worth. This is where we walk the path together and we talk about building our sense of self-worth so we too can find our place and live joyful, fulfilling lives as childless women. Welcome to the Awakening Worth Podcast. Hi and welcome. You're listening to episode number 66 on the Awakening Worth Podcast for Childless Women. And today I want to talk about the five stages of grief, which was really popularized by a man named David Kessler and also Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Those names are familiar. Um, And how those stages apply to childless women. And when I say childless women, I'm, I'm really talking about the women who are in grief. They're, they're actually grieving the fact that they had, have not been able to have children, not the ones who've made that a choice to do so. So I think for most people, including myself, there, there's a potentially long process of coming to the realization that you are going to be a childless woman. There's no one big moment. Maybe for some people there is. I'm I'm sure there are. But I, I feel like for a lot of us, it there's it's sort of this long process of coming to this realization, and yet it still catches us totally off guard. You kind of grow up assuming that you'll become a mother one day, and you have no reason to believe that you won't be. And whenever you meet a childless couple, I know I I had a few in my life as a child, it never even, like I didn't really register that they were childless or think about what their life is really like. It never occurred to me that I'd be that person. So it, it never really entered my mind. I never even went there. And yet there is a moment when you suddenly wake up and realize oh my goodness, I'm here. I am already a childless woman. I'm not going to be. I I am already. So going back to this process, uh, for me, it, it was probably over the period of about a year. When I look back on my fertility journey, there, there was a sort of pivotal moment, but it was only in hindsight that I could see it. And it was the moment that the doctor told us that IVF would be futile and they weren't recommending it unless we considered using a donor egg. I was totally crushed in that moment. And I say I because I I know that my husband was not as crushed as I was. But again, I could only see that as a pivotal moment in hindsight at the time I just saw it as another obstacle to get through or get over. 
And after that, there was another year of debate and consideration of other options as well. And there's also this hoping that I was still somehow going to get pregnant naturally. And all of that still that year of, of going back and forth between these different things all had to happen before I finally woke up and admitted to myself, I am a childless woman. I already was, was one. And then began the long process to acceptance. And I don't think I'm alone in this. If I think about you know, where I was when I was a single woman and and where I think, what I think a lot of single women do, you know, she kind of spends her, her thirties hoping that she's going to meet the right partner. And then even at 40, if she hasn't met him, she's still calculating, okay, if I meet someone today, we could still hit it off really quickly and, and have a couple of years to try to get pregnant. Or maybe she's still debating about whether to try a sperm donor and, and, or adopt on her own until there's a day when she wakes up and, and kind of realizes this isn't going to happen. Now, I know I'm leaving out a zillion other women who have become childless by other circumstances, but I think you get the idea. There's this process of kind of Hoping, assuming it's going to happen, still thinking it's going to happen until suddenly one day it's, it's just kind of too late or it's, it's this realization that it's not going to happen. So why is it that there is sometimes this multiple year long process can be multiple years. It can be months long leading up to this realization that you are a childless woman and yet you're still caught off guard by it. I think part of it is that we quash any thoughts. It's going back to the, that, what I said before, we quash any thoughts of what life might actually look like without children all along the way. We won't even allow ourselves to consider what that might look like. It's never been a part of our imagined future. And we feel that even if we contemplate it for a second, that it might jinx our chances of somehow having children. So we don't go there. And so when we finally come to the realization that we are in fact childless, we have no idea how to be, how to live, how to be childless. We've been so wrapped up in the identity of being a mother and so wrapped up in the future for so long, this future with children, that we don't know how to be in the present anymore. We don't know how to just simply live and enjoy our lives. We have no imagined future without children anymore. Our dreams all included children. And we have to now give up and accept that that dream is dead. And so is our, the identity that we've wrapped ourselves up in of being a mother. And we, we have to at some point accept that. 
quick interruption here to talk about creating your best year. We are just over six weeks into 2024, and if you haven't seen any improvement towards getting to your best year ever, even without kids, then you need to download my free guide on how to create it. You will discover what might be standing in the way of your best life. I've got three mistakes in there that you might be making that are keeping you stuck in grief and how you can really tap into what you truly desire in your life. You can get that free guide by going to sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. I will link that up in the bottom of the show notes so you don't have to worry about the spelling, but it's sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. It's a free guide. It's going to help you to create your best 2024, a year full of purpose and meaning and joy. So go grab that now and let's get back to the episode now. So if you're having so if, if you are someone who's having trouble moving forward with your life, it's likely because you're having trouble laying to rest your desired identity of being a mother. And you're, it's because you're having trouble laying to rest that dream. And you're still grieving. That is the loss of a dream or the loss of an imagined future is worthy of grief. And we, we will grieve that. And if you are still grieving, you might still be in denial that, that, that dream is dead and and you haven't yet accepted those circumstances. So that brings me to the five stages of grief, because part of what I've been talking about is, is kind of similar to the grieving process that we've, most of us have heard about this. I think the, the five stages of grief I had, um, before I lost anyone that I've loved. And, but we tend to hear about it in relation to losing a loved one, losing your mother, losing your father, a friend, a sibling, a partner, a child, um, but it's losing a living person. It's, it's not really referenced so much when you've lost a dream. So once again, it's, it was Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and David Kessler who wrote about these initially. And David Kessler actually wrote a book on the sixth stage of grief, which is finding meaning. So I'm going to talk about the five stages, um, the five stages of grief first. So there's denial, there's anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I think there's, there's a big misconception out there that these stages happen in that order, like steps in a process, but that's actually not the way it happens. Grief isn't linear. It doesn't happen in steps. There's a lot of going back and forth between these stages, even in the course of an hour, you might experience all five stages and then go back to denial for the next two weeks or, you know, it can really be all over the place. 
So I really want to talk about these five stages in a little bit more detail and how they might apply to you and your situation, because I think it may bring some light on how to move forward if you have an understanding of where you're at and how this, how this works. So as I said, I actually think of them more as aspects of grief, not necessarily stages. I feel like stages does give it a a sense that there are steps or phases versus different aspects. So aspect number one, denial. For me, there was a long period of denial. This period when I didn't really want to believe that I was childless. I was still looking into foster care. I was looking into adoption I was still hoping that I would somehow miraculously become pregnant naturally, even though I was 44, 45. Um, or have you ever done this? I don't think I'm alone in this. Someone would mention a friend or a teenager, or like someone who accidentally got pregnant, can't keep the baby or doesn't want the baby. And my mind would automatically start thinking, how could I get them to have the baby so that I can adopt it. It sounds ludicrous, I know, but for some reason I couldn't stop myself from doing this inside my head. I never actually spoke to anybody about it. So I kind of knew that it was not appropriate for me to, to ask. Um, but, but I still couldn't stop myself from thinking it. So denial is kind of this, this phase of denying that, that there's still a possibility that your dream can come true. So, and then there's stage. So aspect number two is anger. And I think this is probably something most people can resonate with. There's, I definitely felt anger. I felt anger at myself for not doing things differently early on in my more fertile years. I was angry for not seeing things or realizing that my biological clock really was ticking away. I was angry at others. I was resentful. I was angry at my body for not doing what it fundamentally is supposed to be able to do. I was even angry at God at times. So I'm sure you can relate to that, that this feeling of anger. Then the third aspect is bargaining. And I think this is something that you can probably relate to if you've lost a loved one or if you've, you've had someone in your life who was, who was sick. That can sometimes be bargaining with God. I remember doing that. I'll, I'll do anything if you just let him live. Um, I kind of did it even in my, in my fertility years, like I'll do anything. If you, if you'll just give me a child, this can also be show, this can also show up as a, what if, what if I had done things differently? What if I hadn't messed up that relationship? Maybe I'd be married and, and could have gotten pregnant earlier. What if, I had frozen my eggs. If only I had started the adoption process sooner. And, and this kind of goes hand in hand with guilt. 
So the bargaining phase is all of these kind of things are, are, can be wrapped up in that bargaining phase. And then there's the fourth one, which is depression. And this is when it can really feel like life no longer holds meaning. And I know that childless women often ask themselves, what is my purpose now? What do I do with my life now? Or how will I leave a legacy if I don't have children? And then there's also this deep longing for what we thought our lives would look like. A longing for maybe the children that you didn't have or the babies that you miscarried. Um, There can be a deep, deep sadness that comes with grief, of course. And then the fifth stage is acceptance. And what that is about is really accepting the reality that this is permanent. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're okay with it yet. It just means that you recognize that this is the new norm. And we often try to go back to the way life was before. I can really resonate with that as someone who had a miscarriage. I wanted to be the naive woman who, who, I, who didn't know what miscarriage felt like. I wanted to be the person who just continued on with her dream that, that I was going to have a family and, and not know what this kind of grief was like. So I often tried to go back to that way of life that I had before and I'm sure there are women who, who can relate to that. Even if you haven't had a, a loss, you still want to go back to, you know, your thirties when life was good and, and you thought there was lots of opportunity to still have a family. We can't replace what has been lost, but acceptance is really about beginning to build around the loss. So even if it's a lost dream, there is no replacing that. There is no, you know, something that's going to replace having a family, but you can begin to build around the loss. And and that's what acceptance is about. You begin to build new relationships, new friendships, new connections. You, You begin to live life again instead of putting it on hold. So those are the, the five stages of grief. I'm not going to get into the sixth. Um, I, I think that many women can resonate with that finding meaning phase, but I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in one of these five stages or you're going back and forth between them. Because even if you have reached some level of acceptance, you might still revert back to one of those other stages. So even myself, I, I feel like I have moved forward and also found meaning, but I do revert back to anger. Sometimes I revert back to depression and that deep sadness. I wonder about the babies that I lost and, and what would they be like? How old would they be now? What would they be doing? Who would they be friends with? So there's, there's definitely times when, when even I, who, feels like I have come to acceptance and find found meaning 
in my loss, I can revert back to some of those other stages at times. So what do you do? Well, I believe that the first step is really just recognizing that you're in grief, that you might have grief around the loss of your dream. And you may have this no matter how you came to be childless. So it doesn't matter if you've had an actual loss, if you have been on an infertility journey or not. There are so many reasons that that women come to be childless by circumstance and not by choice. And, and you have lost a dream. So recognizing that you may be feeling grief is, is the first step. And then once you recognize that, that you might be in grief, the next step is to notice what stage are you in? And as I said earlier, you might go through all five in the span of an hour and then do it all again the next day, or you might stay in a stage for in one particular stage or aspect for days or weeks or even months. So I invite you to take stock, notice where you're at, tune inwards. What is it that you're feeling? And then step number three would be to just allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling without judgment. There is no timeline for grief, no matter why you might be feeling grief. There is no comparison. So don't compare your grief that you're feeling with the loss of a loved one. And how quickly, you know, don't go saying to yourself, well, this is, this is so much less worthy of grief than losing your mother, for example. So I should be able to get through this much more quickly. There is no timeline and there's no comparison. Someone, one person might feel a deep, deep level of grief at the, the loss of their dream and someone else may not at all. So, so don't compare, just accept what you're feeling without any judgment. We're also used to telling ourselves that, that these feelings aren't valid. So good girls shouldn't get angry. So we suppress anger. Um, it's wrong to bargain with God. So we suppress that, that feeling of wanting to bargain. Um, we suppress sadness. We bury that or we numb it. I've talked about this a lot on my previous episodes. So the, the best way to actually move through a phase is, is by recognizing what you're feeling and allowing yourself to feel it. When you feel your emotion, it can be released. So that's step three. So let's recap those steps. Number one is is just admitting and accepting that you might be in grief and, and allowing that, allowing for that knowledge or that awareness to just be with you. 
Step number two is to, once you know that you're in grief, then you can look at these stages or these aspects of grief and notice where you're at. And I would invite you to kind of even make this kind of like a practice, you know, check in with yourself each day or several times during the day and just see where are you at. So it's, it's noticing what stage you're in. And then step number three is allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling without any judgment and allowing yourself to release that, that emotion, whatever stage you find yourself in. If you're feeling like you've been stuck kind of cycling through these different aspects, I do have something coming up that will help. I'm leading something that I'm calling a dream memorial. For those who are ready to lay down your dream of becoming a mother to rest, we'll gather together with other childless women all going through something similar. So there's connection and community. We're going to do some writing together. We'll do a meditation together and then some sharing if you feel called to. I believe strongly that sharing what you're feeling can often spark something in someone else. So it's a really powerful way to heal. You're going to leave this sort of virtual retreat, this dream memorial, feeling so much more empowered and in control and much more able to move forward in a positive way. So I invite you to join me on Monday evening, June the 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when we'll be doing the live version of this. And there'll be a link to join in the show notes wherever you are listening to this episode. So join me for this dream memorial if you'd like to feel unstuck and move, begin to move forward. That is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll be back next week with another episode for you. Bye for now. If you found value in this episode, I invite you to follow, subscribe, like, or review so we can grow this community of women awakening their worth together as childless women. If you'd like more of this, check out my Instagram account at awakening.worth and come back next week for another episode. See you then.